0: now from star worldwide networks it's time for don cromwell live an insightful entertaining look into all aspects of the music industry you'll never hear music the same way again now here's your host producer songwriter musician and former air supply and Eddie money bassist don cromwell that be me, everybody. Howdy, and
1: welcome to Don Cromwell Live. January 11th already. We're almost halfway through January, man. We just had Thanksgiving and Christmas. These things just fly by. But uh, just so happy to have you here, whether it's tonight, listening live, or the podcast at some future date. I got D4 Miss Danny Forrest next to me. What's happening, Danny? Hello, hello, hello. All right. Yeah, becoming a fixture here, my dear. And it's just uh, been an amazing week. It's the first show of... 2023, I said uh, last um, September, it was my 10-year anniversary and moving into year 11. But 2023, Danny, what do you think?
2: I feel like yesterday it was 2000,
1: literally. I know. It's just flying by for everybody. That's why I always say take time one day at a time and enjoy life. Before we bring on my very special guest, I have to say RIP to Mr. Jeff Beck. Uh, I saw it on a Dear Friends post early this morning. That Jeff had passed away, and I went online. I didn't see anything. It talked about all these. I know he just was here in LA not that long ago, and just finished some dates with Johnny Depp, I believe. Yes. And um, but this afternoon, our dear friend Lori Reamer texted me about it, and then now it's it's all out there. But Jeff Beck, I never met the man, but boy, he was a part of my music history.
2: Oh yeah, the Yardbirds. He was amazing. Yard-
1: you know the yardbirds i do you're a little young for that but hey they were so great he and jeff uh jimmy page were in the yardbirds together for a short period of time but again uh rest in peace jeff one of the greatest greatest guitar players not only of my lifetime but probably all time in terms of rock and innovative just an amazing amazing musician all right without further ado I'm really looking forward to talking to this gentleman because he's just multi-talented, obviously extremely talented, but just a thinker, a doer, a mover, and a shaker. Let's bring him on, Mr. Joe Denenzon. What's up, Joe? How
3: you doing? It's great to be here, Don. Thanks for having me. Well,
1: it is. And am I pronouncing your name right? Denenzon? Denenzon. Den and Zone. I apologize. I'm glad I asked. You know, whenever I I get people that I've never met before, I just kind of, oh, Den and Zone. And Joe, you're calling in from New York? I'm
3: calling in from New Jersey, actually. New Jersey. All right.
2: Where in New Jersey?
3: Dumont, Bergen County. Uh, So right right like 20 minutes from the George Washington Bridge. Oh, that's not bad.
1: Yeah. I've got some nieces that live in Jersey. I've been to Jersey. It's a great spot. Anyway, Joe and I thank so much your publicist and, and manager, whatever she does for you, and Layton, for putting this together. She was very excited. So listen, tell me, your fans, my fans, a little bit about Joe just in a general background and then we'll get into the specifics of what you do. But I know you are known as Jimi Hendrix of the violin. That's quite That's quite a moniker.
3: That is. Funny that 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 kind of started by accident, but I'll 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 talk about that in a bit. But but before before I say anything, you you were um, interviewing my my friend and brother from another mother, Tony Palitzky. Oh of, sure, of group, Tony 30-60. was awesome. He's I've known Tony because I grew up in Cleveland. Oh, and, all right. And, uh, and Tony played on my very first album, and he was an usher at my wedding, and Tony's like family. We oh. go way, way back.
1: Oh, so. man. That is so cool. Uh, actually, Danny, who's sitting here with me, uh, we went and saw him play live, what, about a month ago? Yeah. It was just amazing. You know, we were so impressed with his music, and he was playing close by. Just an amazing musician, and even better person, so that says a lot about you already.
3: Oh, thank Yeah, so I'm really happy for his success and all the stuff he's accomplished. You know, he's done everything right.
1: Yeah, well, and you know, you you put in the time and work hard, some some good things are going to happen and listen, your your resume is pretty wide and broad as as well. I was super impressed. I tell people a lot of times I take a lot of notes. Some people I know I don't need any notes. With you, I looked at all the things you've done and all the things you're involved in, I thought I'm just going to let you tell me. I mean, obviously I got some bullet points. Again, how did you get started, Joe, and and make a career out of the music business? Well,
3: my my background, I was born in uh Saint Petersburg, Russia, then called Leningrad, and wow. uh, I'm this. My, my parents are both classical musicians. My father's violinist, and my mother's a violinist. My mom's a contrapiano, and uh, we immigrated to the United States when I was four. Back hmm. in I don't know. Should I say the year? I don't want to age uh, myself. Oh <laughs> no!
1: I, I, I you're not aging yourself to me. Believe me.
3: <laughs> but it was a, It was in the seven. It was uh, okay. I'll say it was 1979, and uh, we. Emigrating. You're a baby. In, I'm
2: sorry? You're a baby then.
3: <laughs> Thank you for saying that. I, I, I like to think of myself that way. Even though I, I you know. Um, but, um, yeah, so we, we lived in a one-bedroom apartment in five, seven of us. My dad, my two uncles, my mom pregnant with my sister and myself. And my dad was taking auditions to every orchestra. And my uncle was taking auditions to every orchestra in that apartment. Long story short, my dad won a job with the renowned Cleveland Orchestra, and that's how we ended up living in Cleveland. Wow. Which was a great city to grow up in. And uh, what happened was I I was uh, given a violin that started to uh, take lessons with my dad when I was five and piano with my mom. And I was going to Cleveland Institute of Music for classical lessons. But, you know, when I was five, six years old, and, and starting school, In Cleveland, I didn't speak the language well, and I I couldn't really relate to a lot of the other kids, and classical music wasn't cool, you know. And I started listening to the radio and and watching MTV, and I I, I was always kind of a ham. I loved to perform, I loved to sing, and, you know, do all kinds of stuff like that. So I I really got into rock and roll and pop music and pop culture, and later it got into jazz. So um, growing up studying traditional classical violin, when I was around 13, I started... uh, playing guitar and bass and writing songs and you know doing all that. And, and in high school, I, I played uh, in my high school jazz band. But the first instrument I learned to improvise on was electric bass. And all that time I had a parallel life playing uh, classical violin. And at one point, um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Michael Stanley. Um, the le- yeah. Michael Stanley was, was a legend. Uh, he passed away last year. He was a, a local legend in Cleveland. Uh, he had a few hit songs in the early 80s.
1: Right. I know it sounds familiar. I just didn't want to you know, get it wrong. But yes, yeah, so I, I, especially when you tie in the Cleveland thing, I, I remember.
3: So he, he was like our Bob Seeger, You know, he, he, still, right. he had uh, records. He held records for sold-out shows at Richfield Coliseum, Boston Music Center. So uh, and he was a local radio and TV personality. Um, his t- twin daughters went to my high school. And he went to a show that they were in and heard me play violin. So he invited me to sit in with his band at the Front Row Theater. Um, I remember you and Tony were talking about uh, theaters in the round. So that was uh, an old theater that no longer exists.
4: Yeah,
1: I played there in the Front Row.
3: Right, right, with, with Eddie Money. With uh, I- no, Air
1: Supply. Okay. Yeah, I remembered very well. And Richfield Coliseum is where I saw Bruce Springsteen.
3: Right, I saw him there for the first time in the early '90s. That's where I saw him. I saw a lot of great concerts at that venue. Sure. Um, so so uh, yeah, the um, so the front row is actually two blocks from where my parents now live.
1: Oh my gosh.
3: Um, but lo- um, long story short, that was the first time I, I tried playing violin in a non-classical style, and I was playing with that band, and I sat in on a bunch of songs, and it was a life-changing moment because I already knew how to play rock and blues on guitar and bass but the violin kind of was a separate entity and i was 16 at the time and i had a great mentor al craft who was my jazz guitar and bass teacher and he turned me on to Jean ponti yes Javis New orchestra and stefan Rappelli, and I, I started listening to all these great improvising fiddle players and i thought to myself i don't know anybody who around here who's doing that and violin i've been playing longer than anything and I, I that's the instrument i got the most chops on and you know this this could be my thing I, you know i was kind of finding my path you know sure and uh when I, my parents still kind of was hoping I, i'd follow in their footsteps and join an orchestra but my heart was elsewhere you know um and i, I was listening to led zeppelin and, and Aerosmith and A C E C and Kiss and Miles Davis and Zappa. And, you know that, that's where my head was at. So um, I went to uh, do my bachelor's at Indiana University, double majoring in classical and jazz violin. Mm. Went to New York, and I, I did my master's at Manhattan School of Music, and then just started freelancing in New York and, and put my band together and started. I really wanted to do my original thing. I was, I was never just content being a side man and you know playing in different shows and, and weddings and orchestras i really wanted right. i had, felt like i had something to say that wasn't i didn't hear anybody else trying to say so perfect um and one of the challenges is finding like-minded people to play your music that <laughs> want to commit to something like that right you know, as as you know so it, in a nutshell that that's my story i mean there's a lot more detail to it yeah but i didn't want to no, it's a great
1: story, and and, and it's as and you said, you found a niche, and I just have to go back. St. Petersburg, um, my late wife and I have been there. It was a, an amazing city, uh, it was part of a cruise, and I had never been there. Uh, I was just amazed at the historical nature of it all, and, but it was so darn crowded. I couldn't believe it.
3: Um, what time of year were
1: you there? Oh, probably uh, September, maybe, but it was, you know... Heavy cruise, see, but it was jam packed, but beautiful, beautiful city. And boy, what a change. I mean, St. Petersburg, Russia, to, you know, Cleveland, Ohio.
3: Yes, it was major change. I mean, well, we, we spent a, a summer in New York and uh, it, we were kind of in a rough neighborhood. So coming to Cleveland was like a fairy tale. The leaves were changing color and my dad won this job and, you know, yeah. um, it was this, you know, suburban typical american life that we never knew before so you
2: know do you you still speak russian
3: yeah
2: do you still speak russian
3: i do yeah my wife uh is also from st petersburg we were born uh, a few blocks from each other but we met when we were in our 20s you know
1: that is that is bizarre
3: (laughs) crazy
4: Hey,
1: but, you know, when love hits, it hits, baby. That is so exciting. And, and of course, we all pray for that whole situation over there. I, I had a tradesman over here uh, yesterday to work on something, and, I, I, you know, I get the accent a little bit mixed up, so I asked him where he's from. I said Russia, you know, and he just wanted to talk about it. So um, I don't want to deviate from your musical path, but, boy, we just hope and pray that uh, somehow that situation gets resolved and
3: quickly. Absolutely. My, well, my father's family is from Ukraine. Uh, my grandmother, you know, and my great grandparents and my mother's family is from Russia. So it's really it's almost like a civil war, you know, and uh, we, we support Ukraine wholeheartedly. And a lot of Russian people secretly support don't support this war. They won't say it out loud.
1: Exactly. They, exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Now. Because this hour is going to go by really fast, and it always does. I have some tunes here to play, and I want to I want to talk about some of these amazing artists that y- you've worked with. But uh, you're well-known, and, and I don't want to say best-known because you do so many things, but you play a seven-string electric violin. How did that transpire?
3: Well, um, I loved, in the 90s, when I discovered all the different electric violins that existed... Uh, my first violin was a six-string uh, made by Eric Jensen, and then I I got to know Mark Woods, who is a legendary, iconic electric violinist and electric violin builder who designed these flying V uh, seven-string threaded violins that strap onto your chest, you know, <laughs> so you don't have to hold it like a traditional violin. Oh, and, interesting. And I looked at one of those, and I'm like, i that's got I gotta have that. That's just insane. Yeah. And as a as a singer in my band Stratosphere it's amazing because you don't have to hold anything to your chin sure uh, of the way it sounds. and I, I could play power chords with distortion pedals I could play walking bass lines when I loop live loop stuff you know it's very versatile and really like half of my professional work is on that instrument and the other half is on traditional violins. I see know.
1: Yeah, so you, you cross through all the genres I'm sure I mean I, again a, a man as studied as you, you are now you, you talked about it when you you play live are you talking about uh, your prog rock band Stratospherius
3: uh, yes yeah. well Stratospherius I've had now for two decades We've put out a bunch of albums we're about to put out two new albums this year uh, live in Studio One and that's kind of my, my brainchild and um, that's you know, my that band is my main passion, mm-hmm. all the music. But I also get hired as a side man with a lot of different bands and uh, for private events and all kinds of things. And, uh, you know, too numerous to mention. Like this week, I'm playing with the uh, Mahavishnu Tribute Band um, nice. called Brooklyn Raga Massive.
0: Um
3: And you know, uh, different situations playing with DJs. I play electric violin. when I do that as well. So every every occasion calls for a different kind of
1: you bet and i'm sure I'm sure your audience goes crazy when you do your thing
3: um, I try to I try to let uh, make that happen yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: does, yeah. well I I'll tell you i've I've listened to your music I downloaded uh, you what you guys sent me of course and you know put it on a CD which we're going to get into in a minute and I mean it is it's stellar man I mean the musicianship but it's classy it's tasty it's meaningful I really really did enjoy it.
3: Thank you so much. It means a lot.
1: Yeah, man, I, I really did. All right, so uh, I've got uh, another Lifetime ready to rock. Why don't you talk about that song?
3: That's a song I recorded with Dave Kersner. Um, I, I remember when Anne was setting up the she asked me to send you some of the stuff I did as a sideman. Yep. Um, Dave Kersner is a keyboard player, songwriter, who's worked with members of Genesis. He's programmed sounds for Tony Banks um and he always gets an all-star cast of, of musicians on his project so this particular new album he's got it has uh nick Virgilio on drums um uh billy sherwood from yes on bass the mcgroom sisters who toured with pink floyd and, and the stones doing backup vocals uh steve hackett wow yes appearance so you know this is kind of an all-star prog band and I, i'm Lucky that he asked me to arrange strings for him. So it's kind of the
1: latest. And this has been on a bunch of best
3: of Frog uh, album lists for 2022. So Awesome. Oh, I
1: think it came out really well. Yeah. What? Do you want to say something,
2: Danny? Oh, I'm just stuck on the name of the band, Stratospherius. I think that's a yeah. brilliant play on Stratavarius. <laughs> I think that's awesome.
3: Thank you. You picked up on that, I did. Uh, Danny's a Wellesley grad. Come on.
2: Do you, do you have a Stratavarius?
3: I don't. i, I have to. Take, sell my house and take out a few more mortgages. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> was, what what,
2: wasn't that the violin that was in that movie, Red Violin?
3: It was based on, it was fictional, based on uh, Strad-
4: yeah. Stradivari.
3: Excuse me. Um, yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah, so, really, just to clarify, um, the song you're about to play is not a of song. This is uh, Dave Prisoner.
4: Okay. Right,
1: right. But Danny's still stuck on the name. As I, am. I, <laughs> okay. I
3: love it. When
1: I wrote down my notes, I said, man, I got to double check that I'm spelling that right, you know. Uh, but anyway, let's get busy with some music. This is called Another Lifetime.
4: From another lifetime
1: Oh, man, wow. that that is killer, buddy! Woo-hoo.
2: Oh my God, I got a huge rush vibe from that one.
3: Huge. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I, I didn't write the song. That was that was all Dave, but I recorded all the parts yeah. and a lot of and all the electric violin.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm that's what I'm saying, and and it sounds like a bunch of all stars, and uh, you know. We're listening in headphones because as we're going live, I'm recording on Pro Tools for my podcast, which goes up tomorrow uh, for your fans and mine. Awesome. But, uh, wow, that's just dynamite. Great production mix. But you're the one jamming on there, and, that's man, that's what it's all about. You're moving through a lot of circles.
3: Um, thanks. Yeah, just, um, you know, one thing kind of leads to another. It's, it's a beautiful thing. So, sometimes you, you trace the threads of your life and where something started. Um, it's I always say you just got to get out there and, and, you know, play as much as you can and let people hear you and get to know as many people as you can, you
1: know? Right. That's a great point. That was, that's a common theme. We heard that recently. Like, you just got to put yourself out there. You can't wait for things to happen. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That, that, I think I'm, the music
3: business is like, sorry. No, no,
1: please go on. You're right. I want to hear what you say.
3: No, my, my thoughts just based on my my experiences in the last 20 years. The music business is like a garden. You got to plant the seeds, and you got to keep watering the garden. And uh, sometimes things uh, take many years to bear fruit, but but you you're surprised when they do.
2: Yeah, it's that persistence that's the key. You just have to keep at it and keep at it.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Right. What? Hello. Yeah, but I said I couldn't absolutely 100%. <laughs> oh, did you put your robot voice on there? What What's going on? <laughs> Something weird with my voice right now. Can you hear it? No. Wow.
2: It sounds very oh. robotic. Kind of cool, though.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: I, I,
1: I was just going to say that, Mr. Man. Roboto,
2: yeah. Oh, it sticks, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Wow. I just saw a great little clip uh on uh, youtube or wherever it was um where the drummer uh, of sticks and i uh, forget his name and of course ricky the bass player i know very well but where they change his snare drum right in the middle of a song you know it, it's just great but Domo well oh god domo are you already got though there you go are you there are you back with us joe
3: uh, can you hear me okay i perfect, can
1: perfect but did you hear your voice get weird there for a second
3: I did not, but I'm going to listen to the podcast now. I'm curious what happened. That's some random technical glitch.
1: Wow. I, I mean, you you, you you had the robot voice, and I thought, okay, maybe he's doing that to do something special for us. <laughs> and it it was special, believe me. But, uh, Joe, such Next
3: a— interview I do, I will do entirely in a robot voice. Oh, Excuse yeah.
1: It, listen, it could be the biggest one ever. So, Joe, tell us about—I mean, I'm looking at the list of— I was going to say who's who, but the first name I see is the who tell us about the who and what you did for them.
3: So, you know, honestly, I, I was in the orchestra. They, they've been touring for the last two or three tours with orchestras. They organize them all the town. And I, I got the call and it was a string section, a uh, huge orchestra behind them, really cool arrangements playing all their classics. And I'm 20 feet from Pete Townsend and, and Roger wow. Daltrey. Nice. Wow. Just, such a rush because I've been listening to their music since I was 14, you know, they're legends. And I pinch myself, you know, I've I've played, I think, four or five gigs with them now.
1: Wow.
3: um, Madison Square Garden and um, UBS Arena, Jones Beach, a bunch of local New York venues. But the the crazy story behind that is their touring violinist and concert mistress is my friend Katie Jacoby. Mm -hmm. And I've known Katie since she was 14. She's from Delaware. And her mom reached out to me, and, and she wanted lessons. So for three years, she would drive up on Sundays, three hours, to New Jersey, and we'd do long lessons at my house, working on all kinds of stuff. And one time, she, uh, she came up to me, I think she was 16 at the time, and she said, I just joined School of Rock, and we're doing. I'm one of the first violinists they've ever had, you know, the School of Rock franchise. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you bet. Sol- yeah. Um, can you teach me the solo to Bob O'Reilly? Because we're doing it. So we spent that lesson going through that solo and and, you know I showed it to her and she nailed it Um, cut to 10 years later I'm sitting uh, watching her play that solo with The Who oh
2: my (laughs) god that's That's so cool
1: man I I love that stuff you know what goes around comes around
3: yeah I I was thinking okay my work here is not
1: (laughs) and and then here you are in, in the band playing Madison Square Garden with The Who
3: Exactly, yeah, and I, I love, I'm a passionate teacher, I've been teaching for years, so that's one of the things uh, that I do a lot, and yep. uh, it's very fulfilling. Yeah,
1: well, and, and, and that's what I saw, you wear a lot of hats. All right, so I'm just going to throw out another name, uh, all these names that I saw on there, 50 Cent, what did you do for 50 Cent?
3: That was another orchestra thing, um, and that was for the red carpet premiere of his, show that he produces called power it was on stars i I think they uh the show has finished i think they did like five seasons this was the season four or season five premiere and we performed his song uh big ridge town Mm -hmm. radio city Music Hall. oh yeah And, and two days rehearsing the song with him and uh that was an amazing experience
1: too yeah sheryl crow
3: it, it was super cool. Cheryl Crow was a recording session. Uh, she got an orchestra for her album, Come On, Come On, This was way back in 2000. Yep. Um, it was a studio in midtown Manhattan. She was there with a producer, and we played on four songs. That's one of her best records. It actually won a Grammy, I think, ah. later that year.
1: Yep. See? I mean, and you put yourself in the position, and you get the call. That, that's how it works.
2: Yeah, but you got to be good, which you obviously are. That's what I mean. They're not going to call you if you're no good. That's who you
1: going to (laughs) call. They ain't going to call somebody who doesn't play the shit right. a
2: creme de la creme.
3: I mean, I I I love when these kind of things happen. It's pinch me moments because these artists mean the world to me. And a lot of times, I grew up. There's people I grew up listening to that are in my musical DNA. And even if I'm playing a small role in the whole project, or you know, a large role, I'm still grateful for the opportunity. And I always try to. Enjoy the moment and be as present as I possibly can. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: and believe me, all these all these yeah. artists they just want positive people showing up and playing the stuff right. That's a, that's what they want.
3: Yeah, I always tell people you got you got to No matter what you want to do, because you know, string players if they're classically trained are very disciplined everything's perfect, everything's perfectly in tune, they nail the parts, and right. then there's certain mentality if you get players that, man, I just want to play hip-hop, or I just want to rock <laughs> out, I need to practice all these A-tunes. Uh, when I go out into the real world, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to join a band and, and it's just going to take off. And I tell them, you know, when someone like the Who or Cheryl Crow calls you, they still want somebody who can nail those parts and play perfectly in tune and read everything down and just be a team player all the way, and you've got to Really put in the, the practice of time and, and work on your chops. And, and, yeah, that's, you know.
1: a, that's a great point. And, and Tony Polizzi, when it was on the show, talked about that very thing you know, you, you, you're ready for the opportunity. Absolutely. Because if you get the chance and it doesn't happen, it generally doesn't come around again.
3: Mm-hmm. All right. If it,
1: it does, you're very lucky. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, we're moving through fast. Now you had, and I have it set up and I'll let you make the call a song called Spain, which is a live recording. Correct me if I'm wrong. A tribute to Chick It's rather long. Would you like me to play some of that?
3: If you want to, sure.
1: Okay, here we go. Uh, and, and you can introduce it,
3: please. So this was uh, a really spontaneous, magical moment that occurred um, in 2021. Um, Stratospheric Got invited to headline Socks Festival in Rahway, New Jersey. It's a progressive rock festival that's probably one of the biggest ones in the country. And what happened was John Goodsell from Brand X was supposed to play that night, and he got he fell ill. Um, rest in peace, John Goodsell. He passed away last earlier last year. But anyway, so we we were asked to step in last minute. And what happened was the set before us was Rachel Flowers. If your listeners don't know who she is, she's a blind multi-instrumentalist who plays 10 different instruments, um, engineers her own albums, uh, writes things, does everything. She was really, really a genius. So she was there, and after us was Percy Jones with Alex Skolnick from Testament, who's a guitarist, old friend of ours, who was in my band many, many years ago. So I thought to myself... Why don't I do something more intimate, stripped down with just Alex and Rachel, like a trio thing, maybe play a jazz tune? Um, we all knew Spain. You know, that's a very common song that a lot of jazz players know. But we had zero time to rehearse. Alex was insanely busy. We were all insanely busy. And Alex and Rachel, up until that point, had never even met. Hmm. They knew about each other. You sure. Know? So this is literally Alex and Rachel walking on stage, shaking hands. Hi, nice to meet you. No rehearsal. And this is what happened. This was our performance awesome. and it, one of those magical moments of that weekend. And it's going to be on our upcoming live uh, CD DVDs coming out in March.
1: Cool.: Well, I, I, I'm always proud of the fact that I like to play songs top to bottom, right to, but this is a very lengthy tune, so forgive me for cutting it off a little short, but it is worthy to play. Here it is, Spain.
3: I want to bring on a dear old friend. Uh, who used to be in the band many, many moons ago. And just the stars happen to have aligned and we're in the same building together, playing one after the other tonight. So how could I not invite him to sit in? This is Alex Skolnick on guitar.
0: We're gonna pay tribute to another incredible artist that we lost this past year, Chick Corea. This is Spain.
1: Show. I mean I could listen to that whole song But we're running out of time That's man. awesome That's killer
3: hey, that, That's Rachel on flute And then at the end she does a ripping piano solo She's, Oh like, wow so much.
1: Double threat Yeah I
3: mean yeah, uh, she plays like ten other instruments. So oh wow! Like, yeah, like, but abducted by aliens. Yeah, I
1: remember listening to it as it was downloading. I said, "Man, I'm not going to make it through that whole song because some of the ones coming up are are my favorites." I, I love everything you've sent me, man. Just outstanding musical talent, number one, and uh, I could tell you really, really love and enjoy what you do.
3: I just, I really can't live without it. Like, you know. Food and air for me. Music,
1: <laughs> right? Perfect, um, man. All right. So, when do you play live again?
3: Uh, what's tomorrow, Friday and Saturday. Friday, I'm uh, playing with Stratosphereus at Olives in Nyack, New York. All right. Uh, Saturday, uh, we're doing a showcase at Rockwood in uh, uh, Manhattan with Mahavishnu with uh, with the Brooklyn Raga masses playing music of Mahavishnu, Shakti, and Jammaklacha.
1: Wow, nice. Now, you're saying, when is the gig in Manhattan? I've got relatives in Manhattan, too. I'm going to tell them about you guys. When is that?
3: So, Saturday night, uh, Rockwood Music Hall, 8 p.m. That's the 14th, this coming Saturday. Yeah. And that's the gig. And it's uh, it's a fun band. We have a sitar player. We have um, a sax player, Kramit Russell Tubbs, who toured with Mahavishnu in the 70s. Yeah.
1: I, I I had the pleasure of seeing Mahavish New Orchestra at the uh, Winterland in San Francisco many 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 years ago back in the seventies. Uh, all right, that by Hi, the way, your website is www. joe deninzone d e n i n z o n dot com. Great website, by the way.
3: Thank you. Actually, for for listeners, it's easier to remember Joe D. Violin. I oh, I, I made it. Uh, Different URLs, so if I could just announce it on the radio. Please. On, Joe D. JoeDViolin.com, and that's kind of the center of to all my other projects. You know, I, I, my that's
1: even better. better. Simple is best. I know what you're saying.
2: You going to be out in California anytime yeah. soon or not so soon?
3: No, I might go out to the NAMM show. Not certain yet. Um, no current plans, but that can always change.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, if you come out, we'll get t- together with Tony, you know, and um, – and, and really rock the house, maybe do a show live, which I love. F- Phone-ins, and I, I appreciate it so much. But, Has
2: there ever been a violin player live here?
1: Uh, well, I've recorded Eliza James here, yes, and uh, Janet Jacoby from Rod Stewart's band's recorded here, but uh, no seven-string violinist so far.
2: We definitely need
3: that. <laughs> I, I love playing live on the radio. It's I things
1: yeah, it, it it is fun, and um, my setup here is simple, but, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, Good. All right. Cause I want to play some of this stuff. I love this next track. Blackmore's night. Tell us about this ghost of a rose.
3: So I got to work with Richie Blackmore in the early 2000s. Um, I don't remember who recommended me. Um, but I drove out to his house in, in Long Island, um, on the Long Island Sound and recorded a bunch of tracks for this album. This was in 2006, 2005. Um, and got to know him and his wife, and and you know, rehearsed with his band, recorded some stuff. So um, he's a really interesting character. <laughs> got a lot stories about him. Um, <laughs> they, I'm they sure do you do. Kind of Renaissance, yeah. Go, sorry, go ahead.
1: no, no, that's it. I'm, I'm go for it.
3: Yeah, well, they do this kind of Renaissance uh, rock folk thing. Exactly. And it's so uh, it's interesting. Um, and Richie is really into séances and uh, speaking to the dead. His whole circle of people is is very much into doing that. And Ouija
2: boards and
3: things. A, a, Ouija board, yes. So a lot of the conversations revolved around their latest uh, interactions with from the beyond. You know, so it was really cool to to observe the you know the, those conversations and kind of get to know him a little bit. You know, and realize that he wrote some of the most immortal. Rock riffs of all time. Oh you bet. everybody knows.
1: Yeah. So, Come on. Well, hence the title Ghost of a Rose. Yeah, that's my kind of fade, man. It never gets old.
3: <laughs> I love fades. <laughs> Me too. Not a lot of songs fade these days. I know
2: that needs to be the theme song for the next season of Outlander. Oh, that's here. my vote. It's okay. awesome.
1: Yeah, I I, it, that's it's yeah, so cool. It's, I love that. It's one of my favorite tunes
3: of theirs.
1: Yeah, man. Just to, uh, the the imagery and everything. Uh, obviously, all these things you're doing are just so musical and so inviting just the atmosphere and the picture that they paint. Phenomenal. Now, uh, I keep saying this because this hour's rolling by. The next song is Stratospheric Storm Surge, correct?
3: Correct. I was hoping you would play at least one quintessential Stratospherius. Absolutely. Well,
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going with the five songs I got from you guys, and I want to make sure this one says Stratospheric. So Storm Surge, tell us about that.
3: This was a collaboration. Uh, We haven't brought a lot of outside singers in the past. In fact, none. Uh, This is the first time we had a guest vocalist. um, It had a lot of guests on it. Michael Sadler from Saga is the lead singer on the track. We got to know him at a festival uh, at Prague Stocks three years ago and have stayed in touch and become good friends. Uh, We have Fernando Perdomo on guitar um who's played with uh jacob dylan and he, he's on the echo in the canyon's movie
2: oh great film.
3: rudy rudy celli on cello and rachel flowers again on flute and piano and of course the core band which is myself jason gianni on drums paul Veneri on the bass and michelangelo Quirinali on the guitar Awesome. So how often
1: does Stratospheria's, <laughs> I keep, I'm <laughs> hoping I say it right when I start you to did. say the word, yeah. uh, how often yeah, yeah, do you guys get together and how busy is that band?
3: Well, the current lineup, because I've gone through tons of lineup changes. Sure. Uh, this line has been together for five years now. Okay. And we've gone through periods where we're busy performing and touring the last uh two years we've been mostly in the studio and we'll, we'll do an occasional regional show. Uh, we hope to do more touring in the in the coming uh, year or two when we put these records out. So it really depends. It varies. And also we're all dads, so our, our yeah. tour... Uh, ability is limited
1: because of that. <laughs> uh, of course, and and well, we all know at this point in our lives that takes a precedent. But uh, believe me, I could tell how passionate you are, and and I know Danny and I are sitting here again on headphones. We're moving and grooving to everything we're hearing. But this band, Stratospherious, is is you and close to your heart, I'm sure. This band, is. it, it
3: was kind of my excuse to explore Things that I love, like the combination of musical influences, my love for the electric violin, um, my love for songwriting, my love for, you know, rock fusion. So I, I wanted to create kind of a, a, a playground for myself and hopefully other people. <laughs> <But> <laughs> well enjoy said. Because um, no one was, I was, otherwise I could have sat around and waited for someone to to uh, hire me for, for that kind of a project, which didn't exist. So I had to create my own world, so to speak. Um, and it's morphed into this this thing, I, I really love the the group of people I'm working with now, the, the team we have behind us in the musical writing. I'm so excited about it. Um, and this song was it, written during the pandemic. This was all recorded in, in our individual studios. Yep. And it was kind of about the inner turmoil that people were experiencing um, with everything going on in 2020. Um, social, social justice yeah. Related and pandemic related.
1: Yeah, so. there, there was a lot of upheaval. tough time. Tough time. It it was in fact. Um, listen to my lead in a storm surge, stratospheric. <laughs>
4: lost to Joe wow. Denning's own and
1: Stratospirous. I got it right. What a tune. What a talent, He's man. That good. sounded fantastic.
2: Amazing.
3: Thank you so much. And Thanks for playing it, myself. Oh, I'm, the, I'm so, so glad.
1: Yeah, perfect way to end. Uh, man, I mean, just fantastic. <laughs> Joe, anything you want to talk about, promote, anything at all, it's your time right now.
3: Well, one thing that needs to be said, I want to uh, give a shout out to the late, great Jeff Beck. He yes. wrote Yep, and I always said that you know I'm a a guitarist trapped in a violinist's body. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest influences on my instrument were guitar players. I I was devastated when Eddie Van Halen died, and this is equally devastating because Jeff Beck was a huge influence on my sound and my writing. Yeah,
1: yeah, a a true talent. And Danny, Danny and I were talking before the show. It's just uh, all too commonplace right now. But we're all at that point. Uh, You're a little bit younger, but. You know where we're losing some some great great people. Uh, Jeff Beck was an amazing. I, I mean, his "Ain't Superstitious" with Rod w- was one of my favorite tunes of all time. But uh, so yeah. thanks for bringing that up, Joe Denning's own man. Joe, uh, I'm sorry. What's the what's the website you prefer?
3: Um, I'll, I'll give you two. Joe D Yep. And um, and my band of uh, but it's Stratosbands dot S T R A T O S com, And there's links to all our socials and our store. Yeah. Um, and we got a, a new live record coming out in March and a studio one, hopefully coming out at the end of the year, which this song is going to be on. Yeah. So.
1: It sounds dynamite, man. And your music is, is so fun. Uh, your talent speaks for itself. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, just wishing you, your band, your family, all the best moving through 2023. And as we do, I want to thank, as always, the Star Worldwide Networks back in Phoenix. Uh, Dave, the mayor Pratt, who runs the whole show. My wonderful producer. You got to talk to her a little bit. Joe, rockin' Robin Cote back there in Phoenix as well with her wonderful book, Soul Stirrings. It's on my table. I share it with so many people. Uh, she's an amazing person. She would really relate to the Blackmore stuff, Ghost on of the Rose, uh, one of her chapters. And I'm still gonna do it. Rock and Robin write a song called Ghost on a Wire, which was one of her uh, chapters in her book. But uh, Joe, thanks so Beautiful much. Guy. And and uh, John Lennon said it best: All you need is love. Please pray for our troops, past, present, and future. Pray for peace in Russia and the Ukraine. Oh, my gosh. Nobody yeah. knows that better than you, Joe, and your family. Give them my best. I've never met them. Thank you to your publicist and Leighton at Leighton Media. She's been fantastic getting to know her a little bit. Just amazing people. Love you. And uh, thanks again, Joe Denning Zone. I got it right now. Rockin' Robin. D4, Danny Forrest. Thank you so much and uh, respect your police officers and live one day at a time. Enjoy life.
2: Love each other, baby.
1: Take care, everybody. Good night, and thank you so much for listening to Don Cromwell Live. Take care, Joe. Good night, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to Don Cromwell Live producer songwriter musician and former air supply and eddie money bassist don cromwell every week don cromwell live connects the artist with you the fan hear don cromwell live as it happens wednesday night 9 p.m eastern or on demand 24 7 on star worldwide and follow don at facebook.com slash don cromwell and twitter at don cromwell live Don Cromwell Live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com.